Blog Talk Radio. You know, church has become so commercial until we have gotten away from its true purpose. It has become such big business until we allow people to operate and function as long as they have something to bring to the table. People are now more concerned about recording and living in life of the rich and famous rather than knowing Jesus. For the true purpose of the church is whole business, not big business. I don't know about you, but I would rather have nothing and no Jesus than to have everything and not know Jesus. You need to confess it today. Good evening. Thank you for tuning in to the Light of Portland broadcast with Pastor Kimberly Black from Greater St. Stephen Missionary Baptist Church in Portland, Oregon. Do you know Jesus? Did you know he could live in your heart if you invite him in? the next song you hear prepare to be blessed of the Lord prepare for a move of Holy Spirit prepare to know Jesus in your heart
tonight doesn't matter what it looks like doesn't matter what the doctor said doesn't matter what the judge said the lawyer said what your boss said do you believe tonight 
that God has your back and that he can work all things out together for your good. Good evening, Light of Portland family. Good evening. This is Pastor Kimberly Black live in Portland, Oregon, and bring you greetings from the City of Roses. We bless the Lord. We give him glory and honor. My favorite scripture says, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continuously be in my mouth. My soul shall make a boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. And then David, the writer of that psalm, invites everybody to join him. At first it was a solo, but now it's a congregational song. He says, let us magnify the Lord. Whatever you're doing right now, just stop and put your hands together. Clap your hands for Jesus. Give him some praise. Shout hallelujah. Tell the Lord you love him. Tell the Lord you're thankful for another day, for another hour. Come on, saints. Don't stop praising the Lord. Come on and bless his name. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. He is gracious to us. He is faithful towards us. And we owe him another praise. We just honor the presence of the Lord tonight. We want to um, recognize the men and women that make this platform possible, um, that each week um, make sure that the light of Portland can come to your home, ride in your car, uh, be with you at the hospital, the nursing home, the, the care facility, on your job on the bus, in the car, wherever you are tonight. And so we want to first acknowledge the Butterfields. We thank God for Elder and Elder Butterfield of Atlanta, Georgia. We truly thank God for their faithfulness to the Blog Talk family. And we're just grateful to God. We want to thank God for our sister, our friend, Pastor Sherelle Pennington, God bless you, my sister. God bless you. We're truly grateful. And then to all of the men and women that preach on this line week after week, I I, I don't want to start naming because I might forget somebody, but you know who you are, whether you live in Portland, Oregon, you live in Seattle, you live in Seattle, Washington, or you live in Fresno, California, or you live in Atlanta, Georgia, or you live in Dallas, Texas, wherever you live and you preach on this line, man of God, woman of God, we honor you tonight. And I'm so grateful that, you know what, this is what I love. This this is when you know preachers love preaching. They show up and they're not even on the preach. I love it when a preacher can just enjoy somebody else's preaching. And so a lot of times, preachers that are not scheduled to preach, they're on listening to get a word. Because sometimes the preacher needs a word, too. So I'm just so grateful. I'm so thankful. I do have a few announcements that I would like to share with you. Um, If you are here in the city of Portland, uh, we got a couple of revivals that are coming up. I know this weekend... Um, Morning Star Missionary Baptist Church, 7 o'clock p.m., Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Uh, You don't want to miss it. Uh, um, Pastor um, Dr. Emmanuel Scott is here uh, preaching the Word of God uh, this week, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So I want to encourage you to go to Morning Star. They're located on 57th and Prescott Court. Uh, That's this week, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And then uh, to to end the weekend, November 18th at 7 p.m., 
the 19th and the 20th at 6.30 p.m. at the Highland Christian Center. Oh, they got a line up for you. Um, they're surviving the state of emergency revival 2020. Um, they have Kingdom Sound, Minister Stephen and Johanna McCoy, Minister Dominique Weeks, and Encounter, Minister Lamont Williams, Pastor Joseph Manaway, Bishop Gary L. Tyson, Pastor J. Walter Hills II, that's right here in the city of Portland, November 18th, 19th, and 20th at Highland Christian Center. This is a revival you don't want to miss. I'm excited about um, the word coming forth and good music coming forth just to put people in, in a place of being thankful putting people in a place of being grateful. Amen. Uh, we also want to invite you to the Greater St. Stephen Missionary Baptist Church on Sunday, November 27th at 11.30 a.m. We will be having our worship out of the Friends Day. And if you are on this line, you are my friend. And if you are a believer in the body of Jesus Christ, you are my family. Hello, brother. Hello, sister. want to invite you to the Greater St. Stephen Mission Baptist Church. Our guest speaker will be Elder Alonzo Chadwick. He will be present to bring forth the word of God and to minister in song. Greater St. Stephen's is located at at 3605 Northeast Mallory Avenue, Portland, Oregon, and we will begin at 11. Well, you know what? We start at 1125 because we start with prayer, and then we move right on into our morning worship. We want you to come and enjoy the presence of the Lord with us, and there's going to be some more surprises. I just can't give them all to you now, but meet us there on Sunday, November 27th at 1130, where the presence of the Lord is in the house. I'm so excited tonight. Um, our speaker tonight is no stranger to the blog talk family. He is going to come forth and bring us a word from the Lord, Elder James Wooten. He is a member of the St. Paul Missionary Baptist Church here in Portland, Oregon. Our friend and brother, um, Pastor Craig Lamar Brown is his pastor, and we're just so grateful to God um, that Elder Wooten is with us on tonight to bring forth the word. Joining us tonight, taking us to the throne of grace, Mother Love. Mother Love, if you are on the line, please press 1. Mother Love is going to pray us tonight. She's going to take us to the throne of grace. She's going to pray, and then after Mother Love has taken us to the throne of grace, we will hear a song to prepare our hearts and minds. And the next voice you hear will be that of Elder James Wooten. You know what, my brothers and sisters, if there is praying in the pew, there is preaching in the pulpit. So your recliner, your chair, the seat that you are sitting in, it has now been declared to be a pew. So I think that you get your praise on, you get your church on, and you give an amen and a hallelujah as if we were all together in the same building. I'm guaranteeing you that the Father we serve will reach down and touch Elder Wooten and let him receive his help that he will be able to preach 
as if we're all together. Well, say tonight, Elder Wooten, preach the word. Preach the uncompromised gospel until heaven is satisfied. The saints are edified and Satan is horrified. I now yield this call over to Mother Love. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. How y'all doing tonight? God bless y'all. This is Mother Love from Atlanta, Georgia. Thank God that he gave me an opportunity to come again to pray. Evangel, uh, Pastor Sherelle, I'm sorry, Pastor Sherelle, thank you. And Pastor Black, thank you for giving me an opportunity to come to the throne of God to pray. But if everyone in this world, in the name of Jesus, Father God, may we go to the throne of grace. Father God, I come to you tonight. I give praise and honor to you, God. You get all the praise and worship tonight, God. It's not about us, God. It's about you tonight, Lord. Oh, God, I'm just asking you to just church everywhere, all over this world, to the east, west, north, and south, God. Touch your people, God. Somebody needs you tonight, God. Oh, God, touch the love family right now, God. Oh, God, I ask you to just go and touch my aunt land in hostage right now, God. Oh, God, I pray that she made up her mind, God. She 89 years old, God. Lord, I'm asking you to go there and touch right now, God. Oh, God, I'm asking you to just heal her mind, God. Oh, God, you the only one can touch dimension, God. Lord, I'm asking you to come on the scene tonight, God. Oh, God, I'm asking you to have your way tonight, God. It's not about us and not about me, God. Oh, God, we lift you up tonight, God. Have your way tonight, God. Oh, God, go in every hostile home, God, tonight. Go to room to room to flow to flow, Lord. Let your healing flow, God, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, have your way, dear Father. Lord, I ask you to go to every hospital tonight. Lord, touch everyone in the hospital, every child hospital, every grown folks hospital, God. Go to room to room, God. Touch them, God. Lord, I'm asking you, God, heal the sick, heal the lame tonight, God. Oh, God, touch them, God. Somebody needs you for emergency tonight, God. Somebody in an emergency hospital tonight, God. Touch them, God. Heal the retina in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, somebody need a kidney tonight, God. Lord, I'm asking you to touch them, God. From the top of their head, Father, to the sole of their feet right now, God. Oh, God, somebody on dialysis got to go on dialysis. Need a serious touch from you tonight, God. Oh, God, I ask you to touch Joanne family tonight, God. Heal our t- people tonight, God. God, I'm asking you to just look down on them, God. Touch every Reed family tonight, dear God. Oh, God, I ask you to loose anything in them that's not of you, God. Oh, God, I thank you tonight. I praise you. I lift you up high, God. Now, it's God, I'm asking you to move, God, by your Holy Spirit. Oh, God, somebody out there sleeping on the ground tonight, God. Oh, God, I ask you to just touch him, God. Put your angels all around from the top of their head, falling to the sole of their feet right now, God. Oh, God, keep them safe, God. Oh, God, I ask you to bring the man of God 
to the throne, God. Oh, God, let it flow from his belly, God. Let it flow, God. Let somebody receive his word tonight, God. And, God, I ask you, God, open every ear up, God. Everyone ears up to hear the word, God. Let it get into the ear, into the heart, and they mind, God. And, God, we thank you, God. You get all the praise, honor. We thank you for the word that come forth right now. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And amen and amen. Your 
Glory, glory to his name. Good evening, saints, in the mighty name of Jesus. Come before you, Lord, in the mighty name of your son, Jesus. Father, we just lift you up. We thank you for this evening, for the service, and for this opportunity tonight, Father, to bring forth your word. Father, I pray that your anointing will fall afresh upon your servant, Father, upon the ears of those that are listening in. Father, I pray that your word will go forth with power through prayer and conviction, Father, that somebody would be led to the throne of grace today, Father. I pray that somebody would be encouraged and uplifted today, Father. I pray, Father, that your your anointing would just fall afresh upon somebody, that they would be renewed within their spirit, Father, that they may walk upright with you. Father, we just ask for the outpouring of your spirit, so now help your servant to get out of the way, that you may have your way with your word this evening, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray, amen, amen, amen. Good evening, saints and servants of God. We thank God for everyone listening in wherever you are. Uh, It is uh, a blessing to just be in God's presence one more time. And I am just so excited with everything that's just going on around us in this world today with the elections and and the wars and all of this other stuff that's going on. Sometimes we can get overwhelmed with the high inflation, with bills and and setbacks. Sometimes we just get overwhelmed. But how many of you know that God will never put more on you than what you can bear? Go on, glory somebody. That God will never overwhelm you. But sometimes we feel like we in the midst of, like the movie, uh, we feel though that it's, it's mission impossible. But I'll tell you through God, all things are possible. And so tonight, I want to bring a word from the book of Exodus, the fourth chapter. And uh, I want to talk to you about that mission being possible, simply mission possible. Our, our text is, is Exodus uh, 4. Um, 1 through 17. However, the focus text is verses 1 through 5 and 10 through 12. Uh, And this is uh, Moses' encounter with the Lord. And I'm reading from the uh, New International Version of, of God's Word. Moses answered, what if they do not believe me or listen to me and say, the Lord did not appear to you? Then the Lord said to him, What is that in your hand? A staff, he replied. The Lord said, throw it on the ground. Moses threw it on the ground, and it became a snake. He ran from it. Then the Lord said to him, reach out your hand and take it by the tail. So Moses reached out and took hold of the snake, and it turned back into a staff in his hand. This, said the Lord, is so that they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has been the Lord said, put your hand inside your cloak. So Moses put his hand in his cloak, and when he took it out, it was leprous like snow. Now put it back into your cloak, he said. So Moses put his hand back into his cloak, and when he took it out, it was restored like the rest of his flesh. Then the Lord said, If they do not believe you or pay attention to the first miracle, the miraculous sign, they may believe the second. But if they do not believe these two signs or listen to you, how many of you know that that stuff come in threes? He said, but if they do not 
believe these two signs or listen to you, take some water from the Nile and pour it on the dry ground. The water you take from the river will become blood on the ground. Moses said to the Lord, oh, Lord, I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. Anybody think he's scared in the room? The Lord said to him, who gave man his mouth? Who makes him deaf or mute? Who gives him his sight or makes him blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go. I will help you speak, will teach you what to say. But Moses said, oh, Lord, please send someone else to do it. Sounds like uh, some of us been familiar, been in, that, in, in his shoes. Then the Lord's anger burned against Moses, and he said, what about your brother Aaron, the Levite? I know he can speak well. He is already on his way to meet you, and his heart will be glad when he sees you. You shall speak to him and put words in his mouth. I will help both of you teach you what to do. He will speak to the people for you, and it will be as if, as if he were your mouth and as if you were God to him. But take this staff in your hand so that you can perform miraculous signs with it. Have you ever found yourself faced with a task that you were not sure you could do. You, you ever have people see your potential while you were still sowing seeds of doubt? May, maybe you, you've uh, you ever uh, made excuses when asked to do a mission, a job, or an assignment, or even a project because of a disability or weakness you thought you had. That 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 so you made excuses. Um, to not do uh, that job or that assignment. Someone else did too. Moses was like many of us, just an ordinary man, but God had a task for him that would change his life. Even before Moses even believed in himself, God saw his potential and his purpose. God saw his availability, not his disability. Everyone comes with baggage. We just have to find someone willing to help us unpack. Let me say that again. Everyone comes with baggage. We just have to find someone willing to help us unpack. Luckily, thanks be to God that he sent his son Jesus down through 42 generations, turned around and hung him up on an old rugged cross to walking with us, preaching and teaching for three years. They stretched him wide, put nails in his hands, and he went to the grave and then rose to glory to restore us back to the kingdom. He was willing to take on that baggage. He was willing to help us unpack that baggage and get rid of what didn't belong to us. Hallelujah, somebody. Glory, I'm getting excited. Amen. But it said in the word that, that through God, all things are possible, even when they seem, especially when they seem impossible. Verse 1 uh, was, was telling us how God had came to Moses, and he told Moses, gave him a mission, and told Moses, basically, he wanted Moses to be his representative. He says, but Moses had said to God, what, what if they do not believe me or listen to me? Um, 
uh, and, and and don't and say that the Lord did not uh, appear to me, you know. And and so you need to understand that God will never give you His vision without supplying a plan. A- Amen, Walls. God will never give you a vision without supplying a plan. Moses was worried about the people's response to his message, but God does not ask us to go where He has not provided the means to help. Did you catch that? God does not ask us to go where he has not provided the means to help. Amen, somebody. And so if he sends you, he will equip you, and he will give you everything that you need for the task that he has given you, for the assignment he has sent you on, um, for the mission he expects you to complete. God already gave you everything that you need um, to get the job done. The only thing that he can't give you that you have to have yourself is that faith, is that you, you, you have to have faith because faith is something that, that lets God know that we trust him and that we love him and that we, we, we acknowledge him um, and, and everything that he has done for us, in us, through us, and, and with us. And he, he constantly gives us these promises in his word, but faith is not something that God has to give us. That's something that we have to get ourselves. Second Corinthians 5 and 7 says we live by faith, not by sight. Hebrews 11.1 1 says faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Glory. John 14.12, Jesus said, I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing uh, um, doing all along. He will do even greater things than these because I, uh, I am going to the Father. So that faith is what has to be activated. The only thing that we need to come and bring to the equation is, is our faith and our ability to trust that God will do exactly what he says that he will do. So here is this man, Moses, and Moses saw God, and he, and he, he, he heard God speaking to him, and as God is speaking to him and telling Moses to go on this mission, all of a sudden Moses became overwhelmed. Don't you know that in the midst of, of, of having an encounter with God, sometimes the, the enemy will creep in and try to sow seeds of doubt, try to get you to not do what God has laid before you and has given you to do, and, and, and we try often to pun it upon somebody else, to give the task to somebody else. Lord, Lord, can, do you got somebody else in mind, somebody else in line that can do it? But God specifically appointed you and assigned you for that task, and he gave it to you. And so, like he gave it to Moses. And then God answers in, in, in uh, verse 2, uh, and, and he said uh, to Moses, he said, Then the Lord said to him, What is that in your hand? A staff, he replied. See, what did I say? That when God turn around and give you a mission, God will turn around and equip you with, with the resources and the things that you need to get that mission done. And so he says, throw it on the ground. Moses threw it on the ground, and it became a snake, and then he said he ran from it. Now, I don't know about the rest of y'all, but I think there was a little bit of me and Moses, too, because if, 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 if my, the stick in my hand turned to a snake, 
even though I'm listening to God, I would have retreated too, not knowing what's going on. But see, thanks be to God that even in the midst, um, nothing can harm us when God is for us. Let me say that again. If God be for you, who can stand against you? Nothing can harm us if God be for us. A shepherd's staff was simply a common um, three to six foot wooden rod with a, a, a curved hook at the top part of it, and and the shepherds often used this 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 uh, uh, shepherd's staff for walking or guiding the sheep, uh, keeping them in line so they wouldn't fall in in holes or things like that, um, killing snakes and and many other tasks. It, but at the end of the day, it was a stick. God used the simple shepherd's staff Moses carried as a sign to teach him an important lesson. It is amazing how God will take the ordinary and do the extraordinary with the ordinary. See, God looked at you and he didn't make a mistake when he designed you, when he laid you out. God didn't make a mistake when he called you by name. When God carved you in the belly of your mother's womb, he didn't make a mistake. If he made one eye higher than the other one, it's so that you can see over certain things and you can see two things at once. If God turned around and gave you a broad nose and kinky hair and he gave you full lips, it's so that when you kissed the, the ones that you love, they would remember. It's so that when they touch your hair, it would feel like that of lamb's wool and you they would be reminded of, of Christ on the cross. Amen, somebody. But God will use the simple uh, uh, to to do the extraordinary things with it. Jesus often taught the disciples about faith. He further demonstrated it over and over again until they caught on. See, God will do the same for us to grow us and prepare us for what is coming. Stop letting the blind proofread your vision. Stop letting people tell you what you can and what you cannot do because it may seem impossible to them, because it may seem like they can't do it. If God sent you to it, he will bring you through it. If God told you to go, you go where God instructed you to go. Don't second-guess God. Don't back up. Don't ask him to repeat himself. Do what God has, has sent you to do. You stop letting people that have blinders on proofread your vision because when you let people that are blind that can't see your vision and and they're trying to give you use their eyesight to see your vision they're never going to be able to to see what god has instilled for you to see god gave you your own eyes to see for yourself don't allow your limitations to reduce the height of your potential we often will uh, downgrade our dreams to match our reality when we should be upgrading our faith instead to match God's vision. Let me say that again. Don't allow your limitations to reduce the height of your potential. We often will downgrade our dreams to match our reality when we should be upgrading our faith to match God's vision. God has never set uh, anyone up for failure. He doesn't know how to fail. That's one thing that God cannot do. Failure is not uh, uh, an option with God. God reassured Moses that he was qualified for the task at hand so that Moses would, would know. But for Moses' sake, to grow his faith, God gave him a task to do that he knew would also 
calm Moses down and that Moses would see himself and Moses would begin to have confidence in his abilities in, in what God already had saw. See, God already had saw Moses' potential before Moses saw his potential because God knew what his purpose was. And so he had to instruct Moses and had to show Moses uh, what, what it was that he wanted him to do. All Moses needed to do was be still and be obedient to God. See, faith is a powerful thing. When we learn to to walk by faith and not by sight, we begin to do extraordinary things. Overseas, there was a young man working in the army uh, who was constantly humiliated because he believed in God. And one day, his captain came uh, to him because he wanted to humiliate him in front of the other troops. And so he called this young man up. And and he said to, to the young man, he says, take the keys to that Jeep over there and move it to the front side of the building. And then the, the young man uh, looked at the captain and replied, he said, I, I cannot drive. The captain quickly replied, well, then ask your God for assistance. Show us that he exists. See, when your enemies try to mock God and try to to uh, uh, set you up for failure, God already knows what you're walking into. But when you are in tune with God and you are walking by faith and, and, and not by sight, God will begin to do extraordinary things with, with just ordinary you. And so the young man took the keys and he walked over to that Jeep. He started to push. Did you catch? He started to push. He started to pray until something happened. He started to push. He moved that Jeep to the other side of the building and parked it perfectly where the captain had told him. And when he got out of the Jeep and he walked over to the captain and his troops, they were all crying. Some were sobbing so badly that they were on their knees. The the young soldier kind of stopped for a minute because he was in shock. And he asked, what's going on? And the captain, still crying, he walked over to the Jeep, and he opened up the hood to reveal that the Jeep had no motor in it. See, God will never give you a dream that matches your vision. Rather, he will match your potential to your purpose. When God tells you to go and God tells you to do, you walk by faith and not by sight. Even when it seems like it's impossible, you go because God says through him and through his son Jesus, all things are possible. If the doctor tells you that you got a sickness and they don't know if they can cure it or that there is no cure. When you give it to God, if it is in his will and his purpose, God will be the cure because he is the one that designed you. He knows your DNA and he knows your structure and how you were laid out in the beginning. If you got ailments and they don't quite have an ointment for it, just give it to Dr. Jesus and watch him soothe those ailments and make them whole again. If you are, are broken hearted, watch God be able to mend that broken heart. If your mind need to be regulated because it's not right. It's been warped from drugs or drinking or, or all kinds of stuff that's going on. God is the one that can set you up and set you out because when he called you by name, he didn't make a mistake when he called you. He already knew what your purpose was. He already knew the plan that he had for you. And so thereby he set up his design to make sure that you could be successful. God will never give you a dream that matches your vision. Rather, he will always 
he will always match your potential to your purpose. Found yourself just faced with that task that you could not do. I can't do this. I'm not built for this. You ever have people see your potential and and have more faith in you than you had in yourself? In Matthew 11:28, Jesus said, "Come unto me, all who are weak, weary, and heavy laden, and I will give you rest." You see, your availability, not your disability. Everyone comes with baggage. Just find someone willing to help you unpack. So as he's having this conversation with Moses, and he tells Moses, I want you to go uh, to Pharaoh, and I want you to go and tell him uh, in Egypt to let my people go, the Israelites, to let them go. Moses was, was, was overwhelmed with what God was asking him to do. But yet, if God brought you to it, God will bring you through it. And so he he as well equipped Moses to do the task that he had for Moses as well. And so in verse 10 through 12, we see God further have conversation with Moses. And he said to Moses, uh, uh, or Moses said rather to the Lord, O Lord, I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. Then the Lord said to him, who gave man his mouth? Who makes him deaf or mute? Who gives him sight or makes him blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go. I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. So when, when God appoints us and gives us a mission, he told us that he would equip us. Um, and, and we need to trust that God will do just that. See, Moses pleaded with God to let him out of the mission because of his, his uh, uh, stuttering problem. However, God saw Moses' problem in a different light. Who better than the creator uh, th- that can help us through our shortcomings, overcome our disabilities, or our doubts? Even the uh, awesomeness of God and his love for us allows the compassion of God to see the imperfectness, the imperfections, and the disabilities we see in ourselves that often hinder us. But God will never allow us to, to fail. He, provide, he, he proves that with, with his response to Moses in, in these two verses where he tells Moses, um, I, 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 I'm sending you on this mission, but I also knew um, what, what, what your shortcomings was before you even knew them. So I already provided an answer for him. You see, God knows us as well as he knows all of our weaknesses, blemishes, imperfections, and doubt. But he saw something else in us that that he uh uh he decided that what he saw in us even with our imperfections even with our doubt and our blemishes god decided that i got a plan as well so he sent his son jesus down through 42 generations to restore to guide and to teach us his ways john 15:13 uh jesus said greater love has no one than this that he lay down his life for his friends there were two young men 
uh, about the age of 12, 13. They were walking in the downtown area one hot summer day, and they were just hanging out, being friends, you know, as teenagers being, looking for something to do. And so they came upon this building, and they saw this building was uniquely shaped, and it kind of looked like a theater. So they went inside the building, and when they got in the building, the building was empty, and they realized that um, it was a church, and it had this really, really tall roof they had never seen before, and looks like some painters was in there painting a mural on the roof. And so the two boys, being curious as they were, proceeded to the the stage over there where the ladder was, and and no one was around. So um, one boy was like, "Ooh, let's let's go see from the top. Let's look down and see what the the views like from 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 up top. I bet you can see everything." So the other friend, a little nervous and apprehensive, I don't know, I don't know. He's like, "Man, quit being scared. Let's go." So. He talks them into it, so they begin to climb this ladder, and as they're climbing up the ladder and they're climbing to the top, they get halfway up, and all of a sudden the, the one on the bottom begins to shake because he's scared of heights, and he begins to shake um, so much that the ladder starts vibrating. So his friend looks down at him. He says, man, he said, just look, look up. Stop looking down. Keep your eyes on me. He said, we're almost there. So they start climbing again, and when they get almost to the top, the, the the boy couldn't help himself, but he looked down and he saw everything really small. So he he really began to shake and vibrate the ladder. And as he was shaking so violently, the ladder turned around and tipped over. Well, the boy at the top managed to grab the scaffolding and he was hanging on for dear life. And his friend at the bottom grabbed him around the ankles and had him around the ankles holding on. And they began to scream for help, but nobody could hear them for the painters had left and went to lunch. And they began to just scream for help. And so the boy on the top said, I'm slipping. I'm starting to slip. And so his friend said to him on the bottom, he was like, just hold on, just hold on a little longer, just hold on, don't let go. And so he said, he says, okay, so he re-gripped and kind of reassured himself in what seemed like he had been uh, hanging there for hours and hours, only was a, a few passing minutes, and he began to slip again. And he says, I can't hold on, I can't hold on. And so his friend on the bottom said to him, he says, if I let go, will you be able to, to hold on? He says, no, he starts crying, and he pleaded with his friend. He says, no, no, please, don't let go, don't let go. But he said to his friend, he said, if I let go, can you hold on? He made his friend promise that he would hold on if he let go. Then he let go. His friend climbed to the top of the scaffolding, sit down, sobbing like a baby. He just cried and cried. The painters came back from lunch shortly thereafter, and they heard this noise. As they approached the pulpit, they saw the boy up there crying and sobbing, and they gathered the ladder fell. But when they approached the pulpit, they saw his friend, for he had died. Jesus said, greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. He gave his life so that we might have the right to the tree of life and have it more abundantly. If God called you 
and have given you a mission, understand that mission is possible because through God, all things are possible. He doesn't know how to fail. God only knows how to succeed. He only knows how to win, and he only calls winners. And if God called you, he has designated you a winner, and he already have a spot picked out for you in a winner's circle. All you got to do is engage your faith and be active in the faith. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can tell that mountain to move, and God will do the impossible. He will He will do the unbreakable and the invisible if we only believe. If we only believe in the name of Jesus, I pray today that this word has helped somebody, that somebody will look at their life today and say, I'm tired. I'm tired of saying I can't, even though I may be scared. But if God be for me, who be against me? And they will go forward with power and conviction and, 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 and just say, Lord, from this moment forward, we walk together. I pray that if somebody's been going in the wrong direction, that, that this would be a step and a time for you to turn around and, and, and come back to him, just like the prodigal son. I pray that if somebody has, 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 has uh, uh, been trying to get that promotion or that job that that you be able to succeed because you believe if God puts you there, he will give you everything you need to succeed. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen, amen, amen. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Mission possible. You know God has a way of giving us what we need. And tonight, saints of God, we heard it tonight. We heard it tonight that with God, all things are possible. Whatever it is you're standing in need of tonight, if you only believe. That's how we started our night out tonight, with believe for, and then thank you, Elder Wooten, for that word on tonight. I don't know about you, my brothers and sisters, but I have been blessed by the Lord. I've got a text message that said, hallelujah, Lord. So people were praying, people were rejoicing, and people heard the word, and people believed the word of God tonight. May you receive it tonight. Well, my brothers and sisters, it is that time that we say good night and farewell until next Sunday. I hope and pray that something was said that is going to strengthen your love relationship with the Lord, increase your faith, and to help you See every opportunity to exercise your faith in God and to see God show up and show out on your behalf. I said it this morning, faith is an anchor. It is not a crutch. Faith is an anchor. It is not a crutch. So we got to believe on tonight. Elder Wooten, thank you so much for that word. Mother love, mother love, thank you for praying tonight and bringing us before the throne of grace. It was an honor and privilege to worship with you all tonight. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent one from another. What I say unto one, I say unto all, I love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Be blessed, my brother. Be blessed, my sister. Somebody turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, he's able. Tell somebody else, he's able. Y'all ready? Exceedingly, I find that me. 
Let's go. 